Welcome to Max Volume, where we deliver loud takes at soothing decibels. I'm your host, Maxwell Lewis Sanders, and this is episode 65. For those new listeners out there, Max Volume is a pod that worships at the altar of pop culture, a place where the silly and inane are of the utmost importance. It's a podcast where we discuss heavy topics like Gary Busey's teeth, Ben Wyatt's affinity for skinny ties, and the confusing love-hate relationship we have with Miles Teller. No quote too minor, no side plot too small. This is a pod for the TV geeks and movie freaks. So welcome, weary, all weary travelers. Your boredom ends here. So I'm really excited today because this is going to be the first ever meta-level, fourth-wall-breaking pod we've ever done. I think it's a prerequisite of movie and TV fandom to fawn over rule-breaking entertainment from Fight Club to Deadpool to Ferris Bueller to anything Dan Harmon touches to Goodfellas to High Fidelity to Zach Morris to Mr. Robot. We all love the idea of someone being meta about the fact they know they're in a movie. So today, for Max Volume, we are doing for the first time ever a meta commentary. We are going to draft the best movie character twins in history with actual twins. So I am joined today by my dear West Coast buddies, Jared and Ethan Foreman. So welcome to the show, gentlemen. How you doing? Hey, Max. How you doing? Good. Fantastic. Where's the other one? Are you talking hey, Max, to me? Hey, Max. How you doing? Good. He's, he's always been the shy one, Max. So you no, got to give him a couple seconds to heat up. You're both not shy. I know that because you always say a person's name when you talk to them. And that's like extrovert qualities, always. So before we get into the spe- specific topic, uh, just tell me about twin life. Are we talking like special powers? Do you know when the other one's in trouble? Secret language when you were a kid? Laser vision? Like what do you have in terms of unexplainable phenomena? Telepathy. I mean, we definitely get asked about that. Yeah. It, and we play it off as I know what Jared's thinking and Jared knows what I'm thinking. But mm. for sure, it's the fact when you've lived with someone and your entire life, you just know how to finish each other's sentences. But uh, it's very funny to let people know that it's telepathy. Yeah. Do you ever feel like if one of you guys broke your leg or something, did you feel something weird in math class or something like that or no? Um. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, I feel like if, uh, you know, uh, as Ethan said, just kind of like you might be sitting in a car in the same room and you might be thinking about something, a song, it could be anything, a movie quote. And it's happened way too often to just be coincidental where he might randomly splurt it out just to be funny or something like that. But in terms of like, I don't know, math class, things like that. Um, I don't think we've ever really done that. I know in elementary school we tried to do the uh, the twin switch, and mm. uh, that went over. That went over. I think it went over pretty well. So nice. yeah, uh, we still try and do it actually nowadays. I know Ethan came to New York uh, a couple couple months ago, and I, I was with a bunch of my buddies, and I actually got up when uh, one of them was going out to get drinks, and Ethan sat down and basically took my place and was talking to. Uh, one of my buddies for I think it was twenty five or thirty minutes, and it definitely could have gone for an hour or two hours. So it was a big, it was a big kick and a big gag, and I'm looking forward to uh, continuously doing it in New York, even though he's five inches shorter than me. Yeah, I mean, people will believe what they tell you. You know, what I mean, you walk in, you got the same face. I don't think anyone's gonna really. You guys do for fraternal twins, oddly look close to identical. You know what I mean? Like that seems rare. That like yeah, I think if you're like half for... between, you're like a. Like, you're, like, one foot in each camp, basically, I feel like. Yeah, if we're sitting down, I don't think anyone can really tell the difference. No. But, I mean, for the, for the most part, you know, it just depends on how, on how Jared's wearing his hair or how I'm wearing my hair. But for the most part, 
if we're sitting down and wearing the same clothes, it's pretty difficult to distinguish us. Yeah, same big Canadian smile, same good head of hair. You know, that's what I say every time. <laughs> so, got to thank co- your parents for that. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, of course, you guys are the perfect guests for this topic. So, I create. I mean, you guys kind of worked with this with me, but here's the scenario that I've kind of tightened up. So, tomorrow we wake up in our beds, it's 8 a.m., and we're greeted by 1995 caveman bearded Robin Williams wearing Tarzan level clothes. And he informs you, as you suspected from the clothing, you are in the real-world version of the movie Jumanji. So you have to play a magical board game that involves wild beasts, dangerous terrains, and uh, mind-bending strategy. So if you want to survive till tomorrow, you have to kind of outwit and outlive your opponents. So two of you guys are going down. It's not going to be me. Victory is your only hope. So in this scenario, we're all waking up in the same bed. I'm thinking California King for us to fit all. That sounds right. Have we slept in the same bed ever? Like crashed during, after like a party or anything? I don't think so. I mean, I crashed in your house. I got in the same bed. Yeah. So we haven't like done the like cuddling or spooning thing. So I have dibs on being the big spoon. Just letting you guys know. (laughs) (laughs) So at this point, Mr. Williams tells us that we have to draft a team of three sets of twins to aid us in our traversing of the Jumanji board. So this feels realistic. It seems plausible. There's no real rules needed, except no mentioning mentioning the remake of Jumanji. I hate it. It's garbage. And I won't stand for remakes of childhood classics where you're only in 1995 Robin Williams Jumanji. And also any set of twins are good. We can go fraternal, identical, one character playing two actors, actual twins, CGI, animation, and I mean, if you want to get somewhat creative, I'm kind of curious. There are some borderline ones, but I mean, who cares? We're creating a twin draft and Jumanji rules. It doesn't matter. So I always give my guests the first pick because I'm classy like that. So Jared, why don't you start us off? I think I'm the baby. So uh, the twins. So I think I have to defer to Ethan. I think he's the oldest. So I think rules. Okay. Okay. I think I think seniority. So I think he's going to go first. How much older is he than you? I'm one Uh, minute. One minute. Nice. So do you guys wait yes. when like, we're celebrating the birthday? Do you wait one minute to wish each other happy birthday? Or Honestly, we should try that out this year. We've never yeah. done that. but <laughs> I blow up the candles first. Yeah, there you go. All right. So, Ethan, it's your I, world. What do you got? I got the Hardly Boys from South Park. The Hardly Boys. Interesting. I think we need, definitely if we're in a board game and we need some action adventure, here are two guys who are detectives. Right. They, they detect clues, well, as I recall, right? Very strong, very strong clues, if I recall as well. And I think I think we really need two guys who can solve any type of case, whether it's a hard solution or a puzzle or any type of game. We need we need two guys that have experience with getting out of hard situations. Yeah, and true, it's like board games. We don't play them very. Do you play play them much as an adult? I play them very rarely. So as a kid, I feel like they're going to be better acclimated to like rules, regulations, and maybe like secret ways to win you know yeah i mean we've started playing board games more often at our house and so it's first time in i don't know 20 23 years it's the only fun we get talking about what technology you're playing board games but what's your go-to uh, what are you playing what's your uh categories ah classic i like it i have a rick and morty game that's really confusing that i try to play once in a while and i get upset so (laughs) yeah solid pick uh any other rationale or reasoning i mean are you worried that their 2d animation kind of poor walking skills are going to be trouble when like a herd of wildebeest are coming at you they might get trampled 
Yeah, I, I don't think they're the strongest when it comes to any type of animals, but I think from their logic and from their problem solving and clue perspective, we have that solidified on the team. Got it. So you're going to like protect the brain. You're going to like keep them at a safe distance. Maybe they'll like, they'll megaphone in from like 20 feet away. Correct. All right. I like it. Interesting. Did not see that one coming. All right, Jared, what do you got? Uh, you know, I think similar along the lines. I think when, you know, you're kind of playing Jumanji, I think you kind of got to assemble a crew, uh, you know, that complement each other. So Absolutely. I think one it's of the, a stew. You need flavors. I agree. Yeah. So I think one of the, I think one of the biggest kind of characteristics, at least initially, that I think you need is kind of like a, an enforcer type of individual. And I think you're going to be pretty disappointed because I think for some reason you were going to take these set of twins. But um, I think what I think my first pick who I would take is Lionel and Marco Salamanca, a.k.a. the cousins from Breaking Bad. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. And so I think the reason that I would take them is not necessarily because they are killers. I mean, I'm a, I'm a lover, not a fighter. But I think in terms of their kind of uh, personality, uh, you know, they have strong guts. They've seen everything. I know myself, if I was just placed next to an elephant or a rhino, I'd be absolutely terrified. So I think they're level-headed enough to uh, basically keep me in line. I think they can kind of keep everyone in line. And I don't think there's anything realistically that you could kind of put across them that they wouldn't necessarily uh, be able to handle. I think they're just uh, very calm, cool, and collected. And I think that's exactly what you need, especially if you're kind of uh, placed into this like game-like society per se. Yeah, that's true. They do seem like warriors. They seem like, you know, your go-to henchmen. They're not going to, like, try to take power from you or try to decide the strategy for playing. They're just going to attack what's coming at them. So Exactly. Yeah, I remember, though, they might get arrogant. Remember when uh, one of them had Hank in his sights and he had, like, a silver axe and he just goes, Mas yeah. Fossil, and just goes, like, to get it. <laughs> yeah, it's like he, they might get arrogant. You know I mean? That's how that one of them got killed. But I like their dedication. One of them in a hospital bed was crawling towards Walter, right? With no leg. Yep. So yep. They're, they're going to the last drop. I like it. 100%. Yeah. And shout out Breaking Bad. <laughs> it, seems like, it seems like a job interview and Jerry gave the more proper answer and I'm giving the answer. Yeah. I'm not getting a call back. Hey, you know what? This is, <laughs> this is rainbow unicorns. There are no rules. Go nuts. The weirder you get, the better the show is. So it's not like no one needs to be serious about this stuff. So... I am going a little bit different than you guys. So I went with Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss from The Social Network mm. and played by Army Hammer. And first off, shout out to the technology they use in this movie. To this day, people don't know that Army Hammer isn't a twin. Like my dad's, it's my, one of my dad's favorite movies. And he found out yesterday that Army is a solo act. So I just love, I love delivering like life altering news to people. Like, do you know why Arby's is called Arby's? No. Because they got the meats? No. Uh, think about what's their main sandwich? The roast beef sandwich. The roast beef? Yeah. What's, what are the first two letters of the, that word? Like the initials? R. Oh. Yeah. R B. R B. Yeah. Did I just blow your mind? It's blown. But back to the Winklevosses. So Harvard educated. So clearly, you know, they're going to be quick thinking. Hyper intelligent. Founding members of Facebook, kind of. And they went on to, like, I define them as creating Bitcoin. You know what I mean? So they know what they're doing business-wide. So if we need guns, men, scientists to think of scenarios, healers for spider venom, they got the resources, billionaire style. Also, as Mr. Hammer so eloquently put it in the movie, he goes, I'm 6'5", 220, and there's two of me. Like, what a great, like, they're Olympic-level rolling athletes. 
So they aren't going to slow me down mentally or physically. And they're going to take what's coming with like puffed chest and honor. I just love them both. And if there's a boat scenario, because it's a, you know, a jungle kind of vibe, I got that covered. I got two rowers. So that's my first pick. It's a strong, it's a strong first it. pick. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So I, mean, I got to say though, wait, before we get into it, Max, Army Hammer, what's your thoughts on him? Because like, I'll realistically say it, he's kind of like my guy crush. I think he's such a great looking guy now. That's true. I haven't seen Call Me By Your Name, but like he's like the gay crush in that one. Have you seen that one? Yeah, I saw it. I mean, it was yeah. an did interesting movie to say did the you least. swoon or not? <laughs> I did not. Oh, see, I go Idris Alba as my gay crush. I just like, <laughs> I need a tall guy. I don't know, just the Britishness of him. But Army Hammer's up there. There's something about the depth. Every time I say Army Hammer, there's a shot of him at the, I think it was the Emmys. He was wearing a velvet red suit. So if anyone Ooh. ever says, I always say you have to look at Army Hammer wearing that red, complete red velvet suit from the Oscars or the Emmys. Like, that's my man crush. Yeah, but I mean, could you say O Army in bed or O Hammer? I mean, that's weird. O Hammer. <laughs> he's got a porn name. It's very odd. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but he seems like he was Ruth Bader Ginsburg's uh, husband in that movie. Uh, he seemed very kind of loving and supporting. He's got that great deep voice too. So I could see it. He'd be in my top five if I actually had to think of... Uh, I want to see the movie too. There's one movie where he stepped on a landmine as a soldier and the whole movie is just him panicking on a landmine. It's on Netflix. <laughs> I got to see it. You know, just all him. Love it. So, solid picks all around. So, Ethan, your turn. Let's go. All right. Second pick, I'm going with Bojack and Mr. Peanut Butter from uh, – I'm going with Bojack from Bojack Horseman. I think yeah. we need two celebrities, or let's call it one, one current celebrity and one not-so-celebrity. And from that perspective, we need a little bit of a uh, – positive attitude for Mr. Peanut Butter. Someone is going to keep the team going in the right direction. And then we need a person who thinks the entire world's going to end and talk about how shitty his life is and how we're all going to die and we're not going to succeed. And I think that's what Bojack brings to the team. And I think bringing those two uh, onto the team will add some good uh, team dynamics and help us go to the right direction. So you're saying a horse <laughs> and a golden retriever are twins? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's, what's the... I, like, Show me the show me the work. Like you know, in math, when you put the right answer, and the teacher's like, "Show me your work." I'm like, I don't know. I put a seven. I just hope. What, what's your logic that these are twins? <laughs> well, I think I think I think the good thing with with Bojack, Mr. Peanut Butter, is they both dated the same woman. Well, at least at one point that they did. Have you guys done and that? Have we? I don't think so. I think oh, we got you need close. To get on that. Yeah, come on. There needs to be like drama. I like it. But uh, I think I think from a show perspective, I mean. As shitty, as shitty as both of these lives seem to be, they end up getting to the right direction. I mean, Bojack is good with a boat. We do know that. And uh, Mr. Peanut Butter, he just has the positive attitude. Regardless of whether we're going to fail, we're going to succeed. Mr. Peanut Butter is there, always cheering us along. He's the guy of the team that's going to push everyone to succeed and get to, and get to the end of the game. Interesting. See, I think they'd both be hindrances, though, because if I remember – Mr. Peanut Butter, when there was an earthquake in LA and like they're all like trapped underneath, he's just doing everything wrong because he's so simple. And Bojack, Bojack will mess with the team. You know, he'll get drunk and do something and like forget he did it. And then he'll feel miserable about it. It won't help, you know, afterwards. So from an entertainment standpoint, absolutely. And I guess Bojack's probably pretty strong. He is a horse. He seems like gigantic, but interesting choice. I feel like that could be a high risk, high reward kind of pick. But he wasn't like Secretariat, right? He wasn't like this standout horse. So I don't know about the reliability of having Bojack like in Jumanji. Like I think he's one of the stragglers. Like I think he's honestly one of the first to go. 
I mean, I respect hey. that because I'm trying to make it to the end of the game. So if Ethan has to go first, I mean, I mean, by all means, let him go. But uh, yeah, like you he know. can't even he can't even jog. You remember, like he falls down jogging like a block from his house. <laughs> that's one of my favorite scenes though right because there's like that hippie what was he like a yeah the, ba- the baboon or, it's like every day or, or, yeah, it just yeah. gets a little yeah that's inspiring a little bit it's, easier it's inspiring but he never gets in shape during the entire show does he actually does he ever lose the beer so. gut yeah no <laughs> oh man okay interesting i mean depressing he'll maybe he'll depress you out of the game he'll be he'll make you okay with dying because he'll make he'll explain all that's going to happen to you halfway down and all that stuff and, so, Mr. and Mr. Peanut Butter will bring us up, though. He'll get he'll get us out of that depressing hole. Yeah, that's true. And you can play fetch with him too. So I'm just saying, I don't think I really don't think the math checks out on this one. No, this is a controversial twin. pick. You're getting two thumbs uh, I'm down. Sorry, it's okay. Yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see if Mr. Peanut Butter, you know, fearlessly eats ten pound spiders or not. You know, what I mean, like you might be correct in this. So mm-hmm. not every pick. Tom Brady was the 199th pick, so you never know. All right, Jared, let's see if you can pick a better pick than that. I think anybody will be better than that. Yeah, I, th- I really think so. There's really <laughs> uh, um, So I think Jumanji, one of the biggest things, too, is like navigation. So you're in this huge map. You don't really know where you're going, and you need people who continuously have some level or innate ability to just know where to go. And so my second pick is actually going to be Jesse and James from Pokemon, Team Rocket. So – I think when you they're, look, they're twins? I mean, I've looked online. I mean, it depends. You know, there's anime sites that say there's twins. Other ones say that there's proof that they're two individuals that I believe got married. But I think by all – from my perspective, I think they're 100% fraternal twins. Okay. They look alike. They, yeah. they look alike. They dress alike. They do everything together. I think they're like the, the perfect, you know, uh, duo. And so I think when you look at these individuals in Pokemon, I mean – Look at what Pokemon is. It's like big realm. I don't know. There's no roads and everything, but it seems like wherever these Pokemon trainers go or Ash, like they're in a blimp, they're in a car, they're just appearing out of nowhere and, and somehow figuring out how to, you know, get to where they need to get. And so I think having these two as like your navigators, I think they can steer the team ahead uh, and, and get us through kind of a lot of this drama that we might incur. Uh, and, you know, as I said, you know, have this like nice utility belt of, you know, blimps and I think hot air balloons was their thing. But I know there was also like Jeeps. I'm sure there's boats. I mean, Pokemon's a little bit, uh, you know, rusty in my mind. But oh, are, you a little, are you a little concerned, though, that they fail every time to is their main purpose to get Pikachu from Ash? Is that right? Do I have that right? I think so. I mean, and I'm pretty sure. They fail continually for 20 years. <laughs> you know, you know I mean, they're like the wily e. Coyote of Pokemon. I but mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm catch- not. We're not catching Pokemon. That's the big issue. We're trying. We're trying to get. Out, we're trying to get out of a, uh, a dangerous and adventurous situation. I don't know how yeah. well they're going to do. Yeah. For me, it's more about like every time you don't think they can be there, they make it there. So you're in this big unknown realm. Somehow they're navigating it. I don't know what's how they're doing it, but I think having that, they're obviously good at it. I agree with you. They're maybe not great at their job but they're definitely good at traveling. So I think they're a strong pick to kind of just be, to kind of like forefront the navigation of the Jumanji map. Got it. They're your like seekers. You know, they're your like uh, Sherpas down at Mount Everest. They're helping you traverse exactly. the terrain. Okay. Exactly. I don't mind it. And plus you get those cool snappy uh, kind of uh, outfits, the white with the R on it and all. And maybe yeah. like a, 
maybe you can dye your hair pink or purple to go with them. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, maybe you have to split it up. The one twin has to go red, the other has to go blue, because you have to kind of like side, I guess, maybe. Like yeah, older and, twins red, younger twins blue, maybe. And you get coughing, too. I, that's one of the only impressions I can do. I mean, coughing. Isn't that one of the, <laughs> isn't that the Pokemon? Was that all right? No, Is that not bad? Don't they, have, they, don't they have Mewtwo the cat, right? They have the talking cat, the only actual talking Pokemon. A little strange. But I mean, that... that that coffee impression too. was incredible, though. Was yeah, that you? The Were you the one who voiced coffee or no? Yeah, I wish, man. I want residual checks. I would not <laughs> I would not be doing a podcast. I would be retired on a beach somewhere if I was the cough. That's a great line at a club. You're like, what do you do? It's like, I'm the coughing guy. <laughs> uh, okay, good. Interesting picks. I, I'm keeping it more movie-oriented, so I'm going the twins in Matrix Reloaded because they seem content being evil henchmen for the Merovingian. And they have superpowers of intangibility, which I looked up. It means they can take on translucent state, which they pass through physical objects such as floors or gunfire, can flow through the air, and instantly reset physical damage to their body or clothing. So in short, they have superpowers. You know I mean? How awesome is that? And they seem like fun. If you remember the movie, they're smoking hookah when we meet them. They seem like a nice foe who gives like a condescending smirk. They rarely speak. Seems like they're good soldiers. They got hand-to-hand combat weapon skills they can do that sweet butterfly knife flipping thing which is always fun to watch they dressed awesome you know floor length all white leather jackets all white suits space age sunglasses it seems like something you guys would wear at some point you know with your fashion senses although i've never seen you in all white actually you guys are more colorful in general and plus they're all bino dudes with dreads that's just a fun look it's going to be intimidating so i do worry about how dirty they're going to get and all, that all-white outfit, but that's small first-world problems. So the twins are my pick. I think it's a strong pick. Yeah. I, I, I could agree with that. I mean, albinos who can, like, move through. But that does mean that we're in the Matrix. So that means we're all just robot batteries, which is kind of a bummer. So if I pick them, our world becomes the Matrix, right? Does that, well, that's, or am I transporting that, them from the Matrix world? Isn't that what Jumanji is? You're sort of in your own Matrix world? Yeah, but I don't want to be in a, a, it'd be a bummer to realize I'm a robot's battery, you know, and this is just a mind game. Because if I bring him in, then I'm transporting him. This is a Rick and Morty, another dimension thing. Okay. Yeah. This is our world. I don't want to be in the matrix. Screw that. So, all right. I got the twins. And next, Ethan, who do you got? I got, I got Drew and Valonius Grew from Despicable Me. We got Two, two brothers who are actually twins. Obviously, one is evil and one is not so evil, but very wealthy. But I think together, you got the superpowers of two guys that are very crafty that can get themselves out of their quick thinkers. And obviously, with Drew Guru, we get, all the, we, got, we get all the despicable me, and we get his whole crew. And I think that's definitely very helpful. Oh, you're getting minions. Uh, Frank, we got all the minions. Yeah. We get oh. Drew Guru's minions. Yeah, I do like a good minion, honestly. I could, I could watch minions all day. I don't know why that is. You know what I mean? I know it's really stupid, but I just love them. So have you seen all Despicable Me's? Are you on three or four, or how many are there? I watch them as they come on TV. I mean, yeah, I don't no know. No shame. How, it's okay. I, I, I don't know how you can't hate against Kevin. So I think Kevin's my favorite. Yeah. Minion. So have you seen all three, or is it four now? I can't even remember. I think it's three. I think I have seen all three, though. I, I can't, I'm trying to remember what the last one was about, though. Yeah, Jared, how many have you seen? Uh, I think I've seen like two, three oh. maybe, I, or Keep partially. Up, all right? <laughs> I know, I really, I'm slacking. But I mean, yeah. I'm sure, honestly, this is going to be one of the things that will go on for 10 or 11 or 12. I mean, they're just so lovable. And I feel like every time they bring out the movie, it's like, 
they're just cash half a billion dollars to the bank. And so, honestly, yeah. I'm, I'm for it. I mean, they can take my $20. Yeah, and plus Gru's a super villain. You know, he's got all those gadgets and all those kind of things. So he could definitely – he could hold his own in a Jumanji situation, I feel like. He'll have a button that kind of – he can press, and, you know, 50 rockets will be launched towards someone. But he's like this villain that's like an incredible father, right? So yeah, it's that's like, true. Yeah, I was going to say that he, he, he's a guy who starts off as, a, as like a super villain who then turns into a family man. But then he's that quick thinker and still has the ability to get himself out of any situation. Yeah, like in the second one, that like uh, bubblegum guy or whatever, or the 80s dude, right? Wasn't that the evil guy? Wasn't that the third one, though? Oh, that, that might have been the third one. Do you know who voiced that guy? That's actually, this will bring it back full circle for you. That is, uh, what's his name? Not Yeah, Trey Parker. Uh, the Trey Parker, South Park. South Park. Yeah, so full circle. <laughs> so you have a South Park connection. You're very cartoony. I like it, Ethan. You have a child's mind or a child's wonder and whimsicalness in your picks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jared. So final pick, who you got? Well, I mean, I feel bad now because you said we haven't been really making it movie related. So I do have a pick that I think is also a strong pick, but I just want to say notable shout out. I think Terrence and Phillip would have been an incredible pick just because they they're twins? like, I mean, I mean, one wears a red shirt, one wears a, you know, a blue shirt. I think they do everything together. I mean, I, I, I don't think there's anyone that would speak that they're not twins. Yeah, their, fart, their farting sounds similar. That's a twin thing, too. <laughs> <laughs> but I think – I just want to say, so I think that was a notable pick. But I think my last pick will probably be – I'm going to go uh, Annie and Hallie from The Parent Trap. So Lindsay Lohan, who doubled as both. Yes. And the reason, the reason I'm going to go with that is because I think when you look at the premise of the movie, you know, you have these two twins that were split, that swapped. And their goal was to basically bring these parents back together. It was like a scheme. And, and that's what Jumanji is, right? It's, it's everyone trying to work together to solve a problem. So I think, you know, both of these girls, even though they're young, I think are extremely intelligent. And I think they're kind of uh, mischievous. And they know how to kind of get their hands dirty and follow through with a plan and execute on it. And so I think they're kind of the one when we look at, you know, the cousins or, uh, you know, my second pick, you know, Team Rocket. I think, you know, I- I'm definitely going to contribute nothing to this team. So I think these individuals, I-, I think, the you know, the twins, Annie and Hallie, will be able to kind of, you know, guide everyone together, kind of using, uh, you know, these skills that they have, the same skills they use to try and bring their parents, you know, together. Yeah, they seem tricky. They can, you know, they're good at deceit. If they need to, yeah, double cross another team. If they need to, like, oh, we need to team up, but then they double cross. Absolutely. I mean, and who knows? I mean, they could. Grow, I mean, this game could go on for years. You know, I mean, this might be a long-term investment. So I also think if you know the fact that you now have you know, well, I can't really say Team Rocket, but you got the cousins and you have these sets of twins that are pretty much identical. I mean, there's got to be a level of like confusion that that just brings to maybe some of these animals that you might see. I mean, they'll have no idea what's in their mind when they see two people that look exactly alike. So I think yeah. that's kind of a maybe a hidden gem. I like it. All right, cool. So, yeah, solid pick. And finally, I will round out the draft. I am going with Fraternal Twins to finish this up. I'm going back to my Boston roots. I'm picking Connor and Murphy McManus from the Boondock Saints. You guys seen the Boondock Saints? I, I couldn't I've even tell you what the Boondock Saints is. What up? I couldn't even tell you what the Boondock Saints is. Oh, it's the best movie. It's so good. It's ultra violent, super silly. 
And that's why it's like 80s movie style gun touting Irish guys who are hard drinking, good hearted brothers who take down the entire Russian mob by themselves for their honor and preserving their small piece of South Boston. They have sweet Latin hand tattoos that seem profound. They have these rosary tattoos. They got matching outfits, which are always fun. They're just dark blue jeans, dark turtleneck, and a jet black pea coat. And then they have like the rosary beads. I'm sure you've seen someone dressed like them for Halloween. You need to go and watch this movie like tonight. It is awesome. So they're loyal. They love each other, willing to die for a cause. They can improvise well. One of them gets stuck like on a rope. They still manage to kill like 37 dudes. Plus, hanging around with guys with thick act- Irish accents, always fun. You know, if they want to have a beer in between, you know, world-ending scenarios, that seems like fun. Have a pint of Guinness. And, I mean, that's just – they just seem like they're experts in guns. I, wa- I want people that are going to help me survive, you know, from the physicality part. And they seem reasonably smart, too. But I can't believe you guys haven't seen the Boondocks. It's classic. It's super fun. So get on that, guys. Is this also when I tell you that I have not seen The Matrix? I know you're just going to want to like throw me out of this what? podcast the moment I say that, but it's one of the movies I've just never seen. I'm sorry. Why? I know. I don't know. I just, I, I really don't know. There's no, there's no rational explanation that I can give you of why in the world I have never seen The Matrix. It's so amazing. I think it's, it changes. I know. Its, yeah. It's like Roman philosophy mixed with like, cutting edge it's what it's what action movies were based on for the last 20 years like if you like john wick guess what like you have the stunt director for the matrix was the director of john wick so it's like oh man you know serious credit points i don't know if you should i know on the i know the credentials are just falling john wick's amazing (laughs) yeah john wick's great and you know it's like the evolution of this so oh all right we'll ignore that for now or i'll never talk to you again either way but uh did you guys have any backup picks who who you were thinking of like besides this i'm kind of curious of honorable mentions yeah it's honorable mentions what do you got go ahead so i had phil and lil from rugrats Ooh, that's a good one (laughs) yeah i mean when you look at them they were just like inseparable actually twins they you know made these like muddy I think they people. I think they referenced it as like some sort of. It looks like something you make prison wine. It was like toilet water, worms, and mud, and they just play and get their hands dirty. So I think there's like a level of just adventure and just like you know, uh, just up for anything and distraction that they can provide. Um, on the other side, I was thinking, you know, Patty and Selma from The Simpsons. Oh yeah. I, I think just both of them are just like cool as cucumbers i don't think they really care like yeah, life, I think, life's, you know, been, life's been hard to them you know i mean they can yeah whatever comes out i mean as, as long as as long as we have like about a carton of of uh parliaments that they can smoke you know through jumanji i think uh i think they'd be good yeah so those, I think, those giant spiders are gonna look at them and be like nah i'm good i'm gonna yeah, go i mean but I, I don't think i don't know how helpful they are i mean in the simpsons have they ever done anything like they're usually just mumbling I mean, and, if Marge and smoking guilt cigarettes. them once in a while if marge cries they'll like they'll step to and help so like maybe <laughs> you know like if you survive a day or two and it's one of those like cataclysmic events where you become a family really quickly you know like uh walking dead style maybe maybe so hey, ethan you got anybody else yeah i got i got two backup picks so i have cosmo and wanda from the fairly godparents interesting You're i think cartoon I, heavy today i think they married seen- though yeah, but you know what? I don't need to hear that. They're they're fairies. You know, how do you know they're not brother and sister? How do you know they're not fraternal twins? Who says Game, of, Game of Thrones, the odd parents? Yeah, I mean, 
<laughs> so I think I think Cosmo and Wanda because it's good to have an element of magic, right? You know, those two they can do whatever we need to. They can transform us to any sh- shape shifting ability that we want, or they can just get us out of the game. I could say, hey, Cosmo, Wanda, I want to get out of this game, and boom, we're out of the game. We've we've solved it. We don't have to sit here with Bojack and Mr. Peanut Butter and die. So uh, that's my first pick, and then my second backup pick is uh, Sat Brannigan and Kiff, and they add zero value, but I think being in a being an Those are game. really not twins. Yeah, yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> like, if this was a friends draft, absolutely. But that is a timid, small green alien in like the most arrogant, overweight, poorly dressed captain I've ever met in my life. So, well, he's one of the best dressed captains, by the way. Oh, you uh, wear that outfit with a little like man skirt kind of thing. The, man, the, man, the, <laughs> the white the man boots, skirt. the white knee high boots. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> No, arguably so. They're definitely not twins, but I'd love to be. I'd love to call them twins and be in be in a Jumanji game with them. Okay, but yeah. I mean, we're in Jumanji. I mean, you can call apples a twin and just make it happen. Who cares? You know, yeah. <laughs> with birds, with birds my, are swords with, in this. Who cares? Just make it up. You know, with my with with my picks, we're not getting out of the game though. I no. hope you guys know that. Yeah. Although I think I think Zach and Kip are definitely identical twins. I'm like relatively certain. I don't. I I just have a feeling about that one. I'm super surprised no one picked. They're kind of boring, so I get it. But if you want to save yourself, Luke and Leah, Leia Skywalker is a really good one. Uh, yeah. What do you think about the? What do you think about Drew and Jonathan Scott, the Property Brothers on HGTV? I mean, if I'm gonna redesign after the apocalypse, uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a fun pick, though. Actually, that would have been really fun. It's like this house. They is seem destroyed. like cool guys to hang out. They do, but so. we're not in a cool guy hangout situation. This isn't mojitos by the pool in Miami. You know, uh, this is. 50 foot you know lions coming out and quicksand you know this is panic uh, i thought also uh dr evil and uh, austin powers were been fun i said i have uh, dr evil and mini me and i asked i asked jared about that and he's the i don't think they're twins though dr of evil and not twins dr evil and austin Powers are brothers and they're played by the same person so i would think i mean like oh that would have flown yeah i'm not sure they're technically twins but they're definitely brothers and the third austin powers which is terrible don't see it but they realize that they're brothers. But and plus, you can say one million dollars as many times as you want. Million dollars. <laughs> yeah, they'd be they'd be terrible though. They would be really they would, they would be a handful. What about Mario and Luigi? Do you consider them twins? I mean, I don't know their birthday. Do they have birthdays? I I, I mean, I need to look that up because they could be fraternal. You know, what I mean, they seem the same age. I mean, they're both plumbers, right? I would that would have been a good one. Yeah. Both have the same like mustache gene. Yeah, they could. I could have. I would have allowed Mario and Luigi. That's a solid one. All right. So what about? Okay. I was What about Vin Diesel and Paul Diesel? When when everyone doesn't know that Vin Diesel has a brother named Paul Diesel. Who's Does he really? Twin. Yeah, it's it's actually his twin brother. Holy crap! Has he been in any movies with him or no? <laughs> nope. Oh man, that's gonna be a bummer. I'm the lesser of the Diesel twins. The Diesel twins too. Okay, that, that's pretty cool. <laughs> but we're, we're going fictional characters not real life people although vin diesel pretty much is a fictional character he doesn't seem like he's real but he uh doesn't. you know what's crazy he's actually a really good director on saving private ryan some of the stuff he directed and shot for steven spielberg was used in the movie he was like an up-and-coming director at the time that's crazy i know right it's just you just think of him as his meathead who you know races cars and beats people up and, and then goes it's f- and then goes it's family. It's all yeah. about family. Me familia, yeah. With coronas <laughs> and all. All right, serious digression. All right, so let's recap the final teams. 
you got Jared, you got the Salamanca twins, you got Team Rocket from Pokemon, and you got Annie and Haley from Parent Trap. Ethan, you got the Hardly Boys from South Park. You got Bojack and Mr. Peanut from Bojack for some unexplained reason. <laughs> and you got Drew and Gru from uh, Despicable Me franchise. For me, I have Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss from The Social Network. I got the twins from The Matrix, which one of you guys hasn't seen, and I'm very offended. Ethan and, hasn't seen it. I'm just saying. It wasn't me. Why, okay. You know what? He's, he's throwing me under the bus. This is terrible. <laughs> well, you shouldn't have admitted it. Just fake it till you make it. You shouldn't be like, oh, yeah, great pick. I love that movie. But uh, And then I got Connor and Murphy McManus from Boondock Saints. I think I destroyed you guys. I think I am going <laughs> to win. I got billionaires. I got superpowers. I got gun expertises. You guys got a drunk horse, a dumb golden retriever, a team that can't catch a small electrified rat, a dead set of twins from Mexico that can't speak English, by the way. That might be a little hard to play the game. And I took seven, seven years of Spanish. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you got like eight-year-old Lindsay Lohan. So, And who knows? Her parents might be dead. She might go in full into drinking like Ray Ben. So <laughs> got Lindsay Lohan genes. So, <laughs> but interesting picks, definitely. I mean, who cares? I just want to talk about stuff. This is just fun that way. If we just said boring straight picks, like, if you said Leah and I mean Leia and Luke Skywalker, it's just boring. You go, yeah, that makes sense. But like neither one of them are cool. Luke Skywalker sucks. I hate him. Just a boring character. Do you guys like Luke Skywalker or no? Yeah. Yeah, he's boring. Han Solo's cool. Yeah, but I mean Luke Skywalker's hard to hate against. You know, he's such an iconic character. How can he's, you how can you speak poorly against him? Because Darth Vader is awesome. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Yeah, I want my weird, weird uh, shaped head under the giant mask and the breathing and all. James Earl Jones' voice. That's what I want. Luke Skywalker had a weird haircut and he seemed lame. Just boring to me. But anyways, there you have it, folks. A twin draft by actual twins. Perhaps a world's first. And that's what we love doing here at Max Volume. Breaking barriers one pot at a time. So thank you, Jared and Ethan. I hope this is the first of many, many guest appearances for you both. And to everyone out there, Thank you for listening to Max Volume, and please listen, rate, and review us on iTunes and Spotify. So thanks again, guys. So until next time, later. You can say bye now, guys. It's okay. Say, say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Yeah. Well, bye, Max. There it is. <laughs> I like an awkward ending. That's how I like it. <laughs> I, want, I like when my guests aren't sure if they should end it. Yeah, there. See, this is the best part. <laughs> All right. Later, guys. All right. Later. Bye.